Audio Frontier. Larson. Oh, he's in. Hendrik Larson. That is sensational. Lambert. What a way to settle it. Nakamura. It's Tom Rogge. This is Celtic Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Welcome to Celtic Daft, your Celtic specific podcast from Football Daft. I am producer Ryan. Thank you very much for checking out the, the show. Um, he's back with me again. It's Chris Toe. How you doing, mate? You all right? All right, mate. Hi. Good intro there. Thanks Sorry, for yeah. checking out the show, everybody. Yeah, thank you for checking out us talking about Selic, which is great. Because, as you know, I have not prepared this show whatsoever, professional as always. But I forgot about these. I forgot about these patrons. Well, in fact, it's not patrons anymore, isn't it? No, I mean, it's the general public now. I forgot about you the public. forgot about the general public. <clears throat> shocking, isn't it? It's absolutely shocking. You don't get that professional. You're basically five a fucking... Fitness freak. I mean, freak. I, mean mate, I, I wasn't playing very much at five or sides. I was poaching and hoping to get a wee goal. And I scored one, and that's about ah, it. Ah, doing a Kyogo. Yeah, it's all done. <clears throat> it's all done. A few dives and all, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> getting, getting full character. By the way, that wee guy, somebody could run on and stab him with a fucking knife, and apparently it would be a dive. You know <laughs> mate, I mean? Honestly. Right, just going to put this out there now. Kyogo is not a diver. He's the victim of serious assaults every single week. Is he stomach? My God, it looks like somebody took a cheese grater to it. I don't know, mate. But apparently that's his fault. But anyway, we're not getting it. We're not petty on Celtic Daft, mate. We're not petty. I'm petty. We're not professional or prepared, but we're also not petty. So I'll speak to yourself. I'm petty. And <laughs> prepared, mate. I'm sure. Um, right, we get a game to talk about then from from the weekend, mate. Um, but before that, we. We never recorded last week, um, so we, we kind of missed the the Leverkusen fallout, which is what we'd have kind of covered on that. Obviously, that's us now confirmed in the, the conference. What was your thoughts, just very briefly, on that, that Leverkusen game? Because I, I thought we played quite well, mate, and again, we could have got something well, for you. Let me tell you a story. Sit down. Get comfortable. It's time for why Crystal didn't see the Leverkusen game. So, that's a lie. I've seen the first half, right? But it snuck up on me. I forgot I had bought tickets to go to the cinema. Oh, so you did. Right? And normally I would have just bit the bullet and not bothered my going to the cinema and watch the game, but it was my favourite ever movie. And it was a director's cut here. Rocky Four, Balboa versus Drago, the director's cut. And I'll tell you something. I don't regret it for one fucking second. <laughs> Mate, that's because we get fucking pumped. So anyway, I right, listen, it was one of them games. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Rocky in a minute, mate, if you want to talk about Rocky. Because <laughs> um, I, I have a, I'm going to say I've not seen Rocky. That's a lie. I have seen Rocky. I've seen all the Rockies, but not for years. So I could tell you the first thing about them. Like, I watched them when I was a lot younger, so I need to actually go back and watch them. But director's cut sounds good, mate. Was it Was it everything you hoped for and more? 
It was good. It was. It was really good. It wasn't as good as the original, but it was still good. What's um, the director's cut, mate? What's the director's cut? Just bits that they cut out. Basically, see when I see when a director makes a movie, it goes to the studio, and the studio decide what the final cut is. Like the, the editor in the studio decide what the final cut is. The director's not always happy with that. That's why, like, remember last year they brought out the director's cut of the Justice League. Aye. And and stuff like that. That was the that was the Schneider cut or whatever you called it, and that was the film he wanted to bring out. That's um but, something that doesn't work very well in Scotland, does it? The Schneider cut. That sounds it's a fucking shite. It sounds like you've went to a bad hairdressers. <laughs> oh man. Um. Anyway, you enjoyed it. That's the main thing. And Celtic like it. I enjoyed it more than you enjoyed the Celtic game. Where are we? Mate, I actually, I quite enjoyed the Celtic game. Uh, the result didn't go our way, right? But I came out of that game thinking, and I don't know if anybody else will agree with me who, who watched it, I came out of that game going, do you know what? we done a lot better than I thought we were going to do in this competition whatsoever. And actually, we're a damn fucking good team this year, which I didn't think we were going to be either. I expected, like we've said on this podcast loads of times, the rebuild season, you know, having to try our best to kind of scratch and claw for anything we can get but we've started to see improvement week on week under Ange that game for me okay it, he said himself after it we're not quite at that level yet and that's fine because Leverkusen were clinical and that's why they were able to yeah, Leverkusen won 7 nothing yesterday aye do you know what I mean that, that's yeah, a they're, t- a good, they're a good side they really are a good side and like I, I thought maybe it at Celtic Park, we would have done better against them mm-hmm. than we would have done away. But, you know, the, see that Celtic team, what you've got to see is they fear, they fear nobody. You know what I mean? They're going out there and they're playing their game. And don't get me wrong, I've seen the highlights of the game and stuff like that. I've seen the goals. I've seen, seen the first half and uh, that Kyogo dive for the penalty, man. I can't believe we got that. <laughs> but uh, what sure. about the set of balls... On Juranovic. Mate, I, I've said numerous times, and the last time I said this was when Edouard scored that penalty against Rosenberg. Was it Rosenberg? No. Who was it that put us out before? Um, Fernandes No, it wasn't Fernandes Varos. Who was it? Anyway, remind me, I, I, I keep wanting to say Rosenberg. It wasn't him, somebody else. Oh, Copenhagen. Copenhagen, that's the one. When he scored that penalty late on, and he penenkered it, and it went one each at a time, and I thought if we could beat 3-1, let's say about that the better. But I had the same feeling with Juranovic. He scored it, and I went, you're fucking beauty, but never do that again. Like, never do it again, because if you do it again, you're in serious trouble, because I can't cope with that. I can't cope with somebody trying to... See if he misses that, I'm on the first flight across, and I'm pulling him off myself. See if he misses that, that can... That can tar the rest of his Celtic career. Aye. But like I said, what I said of boys, and you could see on his face, he thought he'd hit the bar, didn't he? I think Seeing he did. It skimmed the bottom, didn't it? No, no, I mean, he thought he'd hit the bar and the ball was coming back out. Right. Yeah, like you see it in his face, and then when he realises it's when and he's celebrating. But if I'm the manager and you come in at half time, same as you, Ryan, I'm like, don't ever fucking do that again. <laughs> because yeah. if you miss it, you're a dick. Aye. Serious, serious issues. So anyway, like I said, that's us now out of the Europa, out of the conference. We'll see what happens with that um, over the next... Have you seen the teams we can draw? Mate, we're going to pump them up. We'll pump every single one of them. Well, mate, the good thing is it's home and away. 
No, I mean, so uh, that's a good thing. It's a it's an a, awful tournament now. Was that a, an Ange reference there? <laughs> surely, surely he should have a decent attempt at home and away. You know, Mate, he said it. He said it yesterday. I hope we don't draw Rangers, or else we'll be home and away to our neighbours. It's Nakamura. It's a Right, so we've got two games then to, to look back on this week. First, uh, a Thursday night game back at Parkhead at Holtme Hearts. What were, you, what were you thinking getting this? Obviously, Hearts have been uh, one of the better teams in the league. They're sitting third behind us. Um, a win for them would have took them ahead of us in the, the league. What were your thoughts going into playing, playing them, obviously, after what happened the first game of the season as well? Against them? If you look at the first game of the season and look at us now, it's a completely different uh, what you call it? Animal. <laughs> aye, that's not what you call it. Aye, Celtic are a completely different animal. But um, I thought Hearts gave a decent account here, so it wouldn't have flattered Celtic if it had been four or five nothing. Mm-hmm. I just thought the last two games, the last two domestic games specifically, we seem to be getting better week by week, and Rogic is. Performance in the last two games has been exceptional, I have to say. Uh, I thought I was gutted when Ralston went off. I thought he was having a great game against Hearts. Uh, we moving Juranovic over to right and bringing on uh, Adam Montgomery against Hearts. It seemed to open the game up a wee bit more for some reason. But mm-hmm. uh, moving on to Dundee United, we'll talk about obviously Greg Taylor coming back. But I. I think I like the look of Uranovich on the right. I really do. I think he looks he looks dangerous. He's more than willing to have a go at goal as well. All right, they all seem to be going fucking 45 yards over the bar now, but we've seen that he has got that in his locker. Right. Uh, I thought Montgomery played really well when he came on against Hearts as well, but Hearts made a couple of decent substitutions and it really changed the game. Like in the first half, Celtic were miles away from miles ahead of them. And like I say, they wouldn't have flattered us if we'd run out winners by a few goals. But I thought uh, Hart's tactical changes and bringing on William Boyce up front as well, it gave us a wee bit more uh, to do at the back. But Starfield, if he comes back, has been really good. I think he's been excellent. He's not, he, There was a point in the, in the game against the United where it looked as if he was having trouble trying to fucking tear his feet out of move at Aye. one point, but he recovered really well, and that's just something that he wasn't doing before. You know, if he was making a mistake, it seemed as if he was like getting caught in the headlights a bit, but he never he never really made any mistakes he, to speak about, but anything that looked as if it wasn't going to go his way, he always seemed to come out on the, on the winning end of it, so he's definitely coming on to a game, I think, and I think he was before he got the injury as well, Mm-hmm. So he's maybe settling in a wee bit more. And Carter Vickers, I don't know, he, he, he wasn't really that much a loss for that game. I thought uh, I thought the centre half pair played really well. Aye, obviously, we'd spoke before about Starfield and Carter Vickers getting this kind of partnership up and running. Um, and Starfield seemed to be a bit more relaxed. Obviously, Carter Vickers missed out with this one, personal issues. They were, they were saying, um, so it was Welsh and Starfield again, like you say. Starfield get man of the match in this game. I, I the the personal issues it was he found out that Spurs were looking for ten million for him and he fainted and fell down the stairs. Yeah, so did I. 
Ten, by the way, just quickly touch on that ten million for Carter Vickers. Apart like six million up front, four million in add-ons. Like they're never going to get that money for a Murdy. Let's be honest. No, no, no they think they're a soft touch. Would you, that's, that's not going to happen. Would you pay six for him? Six or seven? No, no. No? How much would you pay? No, we'll, get, we'll get Julian coming back, mate. We'll get Starfield there and we'll get Welsh. And at, at a push, we'll get Beaton as well. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I'd still like to see signing an R commanding centre-half in January or in the summer, but I don't think Carter Vickers is the answer. Don't get me wrong, he's not really put much of a foot wrong, but he's not, he's not a 10 million player. He's not, he's not a six million player. Chance for the Canios, the flag stayed down, it's got to be, and it is! So, mate, you mentioned uh, Ralston earlier on, the performance that he put in uh, against Hearts. He obviously injured himself, it was at 33 minutes, uh, sorry, 37 minutes he came off. Um, but on the stroke of half-time, he was involved in the, the setup for the goal. Uh, decent play for him across the, across the kind of box. He's done a, a run around the back, I think it might have been Rogic, and he just slipped him in. Fired it across near Kyogo, close range, great finish, wasn't it? I said. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> no, I'll tell you this now. I'm going to put my neck on the line. I don't think it was our side. You can see if you see if you look at it, he doesn't play the ball forward. For a player to be offside, the ball needs to have been played forward. Aye. So I, I don't think he is offside. It'd be, but, uh, it'd be interesting to see actually see if we did have VAR it'd be interesting to see with the, the extra camera angles that they, they kind of bring in for VAR to see what that would be like obviously you're looking at it from from TV camera point of view you know you, right. you're not exactly. getting the full view of it you're, people are talking about blades of grass and all sorts and lining it up that way you're never going to be able to tell properly on, on that but I don't know I, I'm in the camp of it was offside um, I think Robin Nielsen's comments afterwards were a bit of a joke, to be fair, and they were embarrassing. You know, if that was my manager coming out talking like that, I'd be mortified. Um, despite the fact that he forgets first game of the season, we'd a perfectly good goal chopped off for offside. That mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have he would have got the, the points on that day. Do you know what I mean? Right. We, I think it was we were one 0 up at the time. I think it would have went that would have put it two 0 Was Mackay Stephen that offside when he put theirs in I know? Probably wasn't it? The first one. Right. Who cares anyway? Stunning dusty, isn't it? They, these things, the, the saying is always, you know, you, you get them some weeks and some weeks you don't. You know what I mean? Like, it, it swings around the bits of the season. They even ourselves out. But it can't take away from the fact that the move for Elson and the movement for Kyogo as well, to give yourself that wee half yard, offside or not, was it was a great finish as well, wasn't it? Ah, it was excellent, man. A great, for, great first touch finish. Really instinctual strikers, goal. It really was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've noticed that a lot more to Kyogo's game over the past few the past few games because I always always admired his movement, but I never really noticed it quite as much until yesterday against him United. Let's see for uh, Turnbull's goal. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen if Kyogo's now Kyogo has no direct involvement in it, but it's his movement pulls two defenders out the way. Right, it, go back and watch it. It pulls two defenders out of the way. Uh, McGregor does a wee dink ball over the top, and obviously you know what happened. He's he scored the goal, right? But that doesn't happen if Kyogo's not there. See what he offers to the midfield without even getting involved directly in the play. The, the play, it's unbelievable, man. He's I brilliant. Th- it really is. He's fucking outstanding. 
I said to you before, mate, about the, the importance of Kyogo, the things that he does on the pitch that, that go unnoticed. Um, mm. And that's exactly what you just said there. You know, it's, it's dragging people away, it's making the runs. He must be an absolute nightmare to defend against because he's always he never on, stops. He's he never on the shoulder. Stop. He's always ready to go. He's always ready to go. Um, it must be an absolute nightmare to play against. But, mate, spot on what you said there. He drags two defenders away. It opens up that space and we get a goal from it. You know, he gets no no plaudits for that. He gets no no stats for it, no whatever. But we don't score if he doesn't make that move. Exactly. Oh, you're, you're spot on, mate. But um, that, this game, the, the Hearts game, obviously... 1-0, it's the only goal of the game. It's very controversial, apparently, according to Robbie Nielsen. I don't think it is. I think it's fine. You know, just suck it up and deal with it, mate. He was still talking about it the other night on BBC as well. Like, By the way, what I will say as well, Craig Gordon, what a game he had. Unbelievable. What a game he had. See that that one where Forrest goes to put it in and he's got the, he's got the, the presence of mind to actually punish the ball onto Forrest because he knew he wouldn't be able to control the finish. That's the sort of things that you can't learn, you know. It's just natural. And whenever I see him playing, it kind of makes me a wee bit gutted that, that he left. Don't get me wrong. I think Joe Hart's been brilliant this season. I really do. And he brings a lot more to the team. The squad, in fact, as a whole, than maybe Craig Godmood. But I think if, you, if I'm... Going to have the choice between two goalkeepers, I would probably say that Gordon's a better goalie just now than than Joe Hart is. But Joe Aye. Hart brings up Joe Hart brings a lot more to the football club than than Gordon does. Right, I, I, the, the problem with Craig Gordon is, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, but Craig Gordon wanted the same money to to be number two because he wanted Foster. That was the reason. That's the reason why he was going. And see, to be fair, if it was a choice between Foster and the form that he was in, or Craig Gordon, he would have been number two for me. So I don't oh, blame. Absolutely. I, I don't. I don't blame him whatsoever for leaving. Um, I think some of his comments since he did leave have been a bit suspect for a team that gave him a chance when his career was potentially over. Um, but that's that's by the by. You know, if that's what he wants to do. And, Fair play to him. You know, if he wants to kind of have a problem about that, then fair play to him. But um, like you say, in terms of in terms of being a goalie, in terms of being a short stopper, I don't think there's many better in Scotland at the minute than Craig Gordon. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen the save that he made um, the other night as well. I'll I'll send you on Twitter, mate. You can have a look at it. It was phenomenal. You know, absolutely phenomenal. Hearts put on our Twitter. I'll send you later on to have a look at it. Um, but. We've got something else to talk about in this game. Obviously, like I said, a 1-0 victory, take the points, off we go. But we get three really crucial injuries in this game. Um, first one, like I said there, Tony Ralston seemed to be his hamstring that went. Um, but then I think afterwards he said it was his ankle. I think he's went over on his ankle. Um, so he might be out for a wee bit of time. Uh, Stephen Welsh as well. Um, I don't think his is nearly as bad. I think he might be a couple of weeks. Is it for the big one for us though? Is Jota? He. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, we need to talk about it. Um, the three players all seem to be hamstrings, didn't they? Although Ralston's wasn't he? I was like, I'm sitting watching, going, what the fuck's going on with the hammies? Like everybody's <laughs> just gone down. But for me, mate, the big one is Jota. How how much of a miss is he going to be if that turns out to be? Kind of long term, you know, especially the games we've got in December into January. 
Are you alright? Told you, didn't want to talk about it. What are you talking about it, mate? We need to discuss. Just discuss how sad you're going to be. Actually, here, I'll get you going. So, Jota's out. Mikey Johnson's going to play. How How's that, that make you feel? For fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, kick me when I'm down. Sorry, mate. Uh, you I know? Need a, I need your reaction to somehow. I need to... I, I just can't. Honestly, Jota, for me, has been pretty much the catalyst to everything good that Celtic have done over the past couple of months. You know what I mean? Um, but... I would sooner see us playing Montgomery on the left than Mikey Johnson. I, mate, I'm not kidding on. Honestly, I don't think I've. Now you said a few a few episodes ago, oh, he's been brilliant when he's come on the last two games, right? I was scratching my head because I genuinely didn't know what the fuck you were talking about, and I I just he's not Celtic way. I don't. I don't think he's even Scottish Premier League level, that boy. That's a, that's a bold call, mate. That is a bold call. But I really don't. I've never seen anybody. See, when Abada came on yesterday, I thought Abada was excellent. Mm-hmm. It, it, I really did. I thought it was brilliant when he came on yesterday. Um, he seems to have learned from his mistakes. Remember what I was saying? He was losing the ball quite a lot. Yesterday, he didn't. Um, he, was, he was always uh, releasing the ball on time. He was never trying to go by that one extra man and then losing the ball, whereas Mikey Johnson loses the ball every single time he gets it. And he's he's worse than a man down. He really is. And anybody can come back at me and say whatever they want about that. I know opinions are like arseholes. Everybody's got one. But this is, I just do not see a future for that boy at Celtic at all. And I've got no idea how he's that close to the first team. I've got no idea. Interesting. I mean, <clears throat> when he came on for, for Jota the other night, what did he get? He got about kind of 20 minutes on, on the pitch. I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't see him beat a man once. I was really, really frustrated with him. And again, that, that kind of needed another goal just to settle the nerves. Yep. You know, I, I needed somebody to kind of step up and, and kind of do something for us in that game, and he wasn't he wasn't giving it. So I, I was with you on that one. Have I changed my mind after watching the Dundee United game? Yes, I have actually. I think he had a really good game against United, um, and I actually spoke to a couple You're of pals. Watching a different game? No, mate. I wasn't. I spoke to a few folk as well, and I asked their opinion on it. One of my mates said that exact we had the same discussion midweek against Hearts, and I was like. No, don't make it. No interested whatsoever. And he came back to me on Sunday, and he was like, "What do you make of Mikey today?" I was like, "Actually, I thought he played no bad, mate. Um, I think he's a type of player." And my mate made a good point. He's a type of guy who needs a consistent run of games just to get into the swing of things. You know, making kind of performances or kind of making appearances for twenty minutes here, twenty minutes there. He's almost trying too hard, I think. You know, to be that skillful player, that kind of Aiden McGeady player that you used to have before. Tell me, really fun it. Tell me one one thing that he done. In the weekend? Aye. I, I don't know if it's that he particularly done anything like stand out, you know, like unbelievable, scored a goal or whatever. He had a couple of decent shots and goal. He's a winger. He still had a couple of decent shots and goal. He put a couple of decent balls in the box as well. You know, he, he, I thought he had played a no bad. Mate, I, I, actually, hold on. Before we go on to that, right, mate, that's another game we talk about. 
Um, your Hearts game, let's round it off, mate. Let's round it off and we can talk more in detail about this game. Um, Celtic rated, who are you going to go for? For the Hearts game? Yes. Carl uh, McGregor. Good shout. And your, your daft mate, who are you going for? Uh, Mikey Johnson. Fair point. Right, we move on then. <laughs> This is, a, this is a bit heated. I wish I got somebody else to argue with you, mate. <laughs> You're up for an argument. I should have done this tomorrow. We made some uh, backup. Mikey Johnson backup. Uh, right. Back on. <laughs> uh, right. We move back into to Sunday. Away, like I say, to Dundee United. Um, they were going quite well. And like at the start of the season, they kind of fell away a bit. One win in six, I think, was the start that was getting banded about for them. They seemed to kind of come off the boil um, a little bit. Get up there. I mean, what was your thoughts going into this game? Were you were you worried about it? And you know, kind of being that away game somewhere that's sometimes quite difficult to go, or were you fairly confident that we can we can do something against them? It's never an easy place to go, Tanadice. You know, it's never an easy place to go. And I said that on the main show, but I was pretty confident that we would win. But I didn't think it would be as comfortable as it was. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it would be anywhere near as comfortable as it was. I thought Celtic were absolutely exceptional yesterday. You you mentioned somebody um, earlier on who who came back into the squad, Greg Taylor. Now we've been polarising about Greg Taylor in the past. You know you you were a bit of a fan of Greg Taylor and what he kind of brings to the, the team, weren't you? I loved him. Loved every every time he touched the ball. What I'm going to say about Greg Taylor yesterday is you never noticed that he was on the park. Right, the reason that you never noticed he was on the park was because the United could not get into our half. Right, they Aye. couldn't get into our half. When Taylor went off and William Scales came on, I thought Scales gave a much better account of himself. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Greg Taylor put a, put a foot wrong. He, he didn't. But he could have been a lot more proactive in an attacking sense. Mm. You know, and I think when Scales came on, you seen more of him further up the park. We've got a, a goal to talk about, mate, in this one. Um, potential What's the greatest goal since Maradona 86? Potential goal of the season, mate, from my man, Tom Rogic. We, we've discussed Tom Rogic numerous times on this. I said to you all the time, and I text you this all the time, when Tom Rogic is firing on all cylinders and doing what Tom Rogic can play, there's nobody that I prefer to watch play football, mate. I think he's absolutely exceptional. You said it earlier on, past two games, he's been incredible. Talk us through this goal, mate. What was your thoughts when you see him pick that ball up on the right-hand side and drive his way in? It was, you know, not just his goal yesterday. They could not get the ball off him. They couldn't get the ball off him, right? And he was like, do you know what it was like? I don't want to disrespect Rogic's goal, but it was kind of a wee bit like a pound shop version of that Ryan Giggs goal. Aye. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he went by players as if they weren't there. And it's something that he's not been doing a lot of recently, like actually driving at the goals. <clears throat> His two best goals for Celtic have been pretty identical. It's that one he scored in, uh, yesterday and the one at Ibrox in the, in the 3-2 game when he came out Come out off the right and bent it in. I'll, um, I'll, I'll the box. throw one more in there as well, mate. He's cut a final goal against Aberdeen. Same idea. Um, 
aye, like running at a defence, you know, and like you said, uh, Tom Rogic on his game is unplayable. I think he's, like, see if you speak, even speak to Rangers fans. I was talking to Sammy's dad today, and he was saying that uh, Rogic is, is a player that a lot of Rangers fans, like, when they hear that he's playing, mm-hmm. are like, oh, for fuck's sake, because he tends to, to do it in the big games, you know what I mean? But that, don't get me wrong, that, that was, it was a big game, not in the grand scale of things, but that game yesterday, because Rangers already had the three points over us for Saturday, every game like that's going to be a huge game for us, you know, and that early goal kind of settles in else mm-hmm. and stuff, so, I think that set the tone for the full game yesterday and Rogic was just for, for the first minute until he, until he left the pitch, he was unbelievable. It, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was as if I was watching... You remember years ago at school if one of the older boys was playing football with the younger boys? <laughs> do, do you understand what I mean? But, Aye, no, but I know exactly what you mean. I, and they just, it was like wee guys running on his legs trying to get the ball off him and they just couldn't get the ball off him. That's what it was like yesterday. So there you go. Watching Tom Rogic is like watching an older boy playing football with younger boys. Mate, you need to say that line for the, the main podcast last week. That was fucking class. Well, you, know, you know that they'll turn, you know they'll turn that on me. Aye, true. Aye, true. <laughs> anyway, but let's say about that the better. Um, mate, like you said, set, it set the tone for the full day. Um, Dundee United, they first half, they could have got out there during half, could they? You know, I, I think, couldn't, mate. I think they Sky, Sky put the start up, the, the kind of average positions, and there was only one player in our half, and he was literally just over the halfway line, average position. I mean, do you know, the, I'm not used to that for Dundee United. Dundee United are usually a team that have a right good goal, but maybe... I say, Steve, I'm starting to get excited now about this because I think that the team are getting so used now to the, the system, they're just relentless, Ryan. Mm-hmm. See, for the full 90 minutes, they're relentless. And I don't think they're giving teams enough time to breathe because when teams are getting the ball off us, we're getting it straight back all the time. And, you know, that this game in January is going to be a huge game because I think it's... It's got to a point now where I think Celtic are going to sweep everybody aside. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the Celtic Rangers game at Parkhead in January, I think that's going to be a huge game. And I'm just glad that we're at home for this one. Aye. Because having having a full stadium behind us is, go, is going to be a big factor uh, in that game, I think. I think as well, you know, looking looking a wee bit ahead to that game, you know, so much can happen between between now and then. But if we can if we can stick with them, mate, up until that point, or go ahead, you know, depending on how their results go, or obviously it depends on how our results go as well. But if we're still pretty close at that, I think our team seem to have that little bit that bit between their teeth just now. They've got a bit of momentum on the go. And Rangers, while the the D match aside, all I'm hearing for Rangers supporters is we won, but we played really poorly. Aye, and that's that's the thing. They, they've not been playing well um, since Ge- before Gerard left. Also, the Cup semi as well was like the worst I've seen Rangers play in a long time. And and everybody knows I watch every game going, you know, Celtic and Rangers. I watch all the games if they're on telly, you know. 
that's the worst performance I've seen for them in a while. Um, afterwards, a couple of decent results. Um, not getting carried away about the European game because two of the goals are gifted to them, really. But I think the only way I can kind of describe their team just now, mate, is I get the impression, and this might be for Callum McGregor, who's been there, he's now the captain, he's putting a bit of stamp on the team, he's playing out his skin. I think he's had a chat with these boys and said to them, listen, people are writing us off. Let's fucking prove them wrong. Let's prove them wrong because it seems that everybody's got that little bit between their teeth now. They're, they're switching it on. They know what they want to do. They know what they want to they're achieve. All, they're all pulling in the one direction. That's the thing. That's not what it, that, was, that was what was missing last year. Aye, exactly. I think they've, they've got that about them this season that they're going, well, do you know what? Fuck he's, man. Like, he's only going to put us down like that. We, we know we're good players. We know we can play. And they're kind of on. They're all singing for the same hymn sheet. They're, they're raring to go. And I think it's clicking very well for us. The only fear I've got is the depth of the squad. If we can put a couple of decent bodies on that bench in January, I know there's a lot of talk about these kind of Japanese boys coming across it, getting you a wee bit excited in the pants, mate. But um, <laughs> it's if we can get guys like that in this squad, if they can hit the ground running like Kyogo did, like Jota's done, like Abada did at the start of the season, he's now seen to come back into it again. You know, David Turnbull's switching on, Tom Roggett's is a different guy, McGregor's unbelievable. You know, we're, we're starting to build something really good, mate, and I'm I'm with you. I was more excited before you, but I'm getting I'm getting a bit more excited now, mate. I, I'm thinking that we're going to kick into gear, especially after this kind of winter break as well, if we can get to it near, near enough Rangers, or if not better. Well, fingers crossed, mate. Aye. Uh, right, we've got another two goals in this game to talk about, um, just very quickly. You mentioned it earlier on about David Turnbull. Um we spoke about the movement of Kyogo, we spoke about everything kind of around about it, but a lot needs to be said about how he's taking this this ball. Um, I got a message this morning for somebody that I know is a Rangers fan. She sent me a link on Twitter to the goal. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? She was like, oh, what a goal that is. And I'm fully expecting to switch this on and see it cut to like a piss take, like fucking Aye. something like that, or sex noises or something like that. I watched the video, mate, and she actually just sent me the goal going, what a fucking goal that was. Do you know? Aye. Question to you. Did he mean it? Did he mean what he done? Left Aye. Fun. 100%. You think so? Aye. 100%, mate. You can see it in his movement. You know, the second that he's touched the ball over the goalie, he's spun because he knows that he can't get by the goalie without that. And there's a chance that the referee's going to go for a foul. So you watch him, watch him because his eyes are on the goalie. And then when he looks up, sees the ball over, he knows exactly where the goalie is, thinks over him. The only worry is the defender gets to it first. Mm-hmm. So if he's tried to run by the goalie, there's a chance that the defender's going to get in there first. But he's done that mad fucking pirouette thing. And also nearly fucking tore his kneecap off when he was putting the goal in. Now, twice he got a, bad, a badging on his right leg during this game. Mm-hmm. That butcher tackle was fucking assault Aye. He, see when Chris Boyd is shouting and bawling for the Dundee United player to get sent off you know that it's a badging you know what I mean I heard Neil McCann going off he said on sports scene saying it, I, it's a it's a red card all day long right see when I seen it, it the first time I went like that's a stonewall red card like in normal time mm-hmm. and nobody bored as soon as I seen it I'm like he should be off for that that's a bad tackle Aye. And but then when you see it slowed down, fuck me, 
all the talk was about um, the fact they got a yellow means the ref dealt with it, which means it can't be retrospective action taken against them. However, it did come out today, and this might have changed by the time this podcast goes out, but they have said that they're going to look into it under exceptional circumstances. So he might, he might still be getting a... a oh, the way that it. guy's just... He was coming back for a suspension for a red card. Aye, exactly. As well. So oh, I mean, yeah. butchered by name, butchered by fucking nature, eh? <laughs> but no, listen, what a goal. What a goal for, for Turnbull. It was a great play, like you said, for McGregor. Keogh goes well off the ball. Um, mm. And a great finish. You were saying about the defender getting to it. Charlie McGroom, he was never getting that ball. Yeah, Chico would have put it in for us, don't worry about that. <laughs> he was waiting. He's like, on you go, David. You can score it, mate. Um, lastly then, you, you mentioned the earlier on, coming on for, for Greg Taylor. And did you, somebody messaged me, one of my, my boys messaged me, saying, fucking Liam Scales, he's not much I look in this year. Because um, I, I was delayed watching this game, so that's come up at the top. Not much I look in. I just want to think he's shite, blah, blah. Two minutes later, you just text me, Liam Scales, woo! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm waiting, like, oh, he must, have, he must have done something good. There he is, mate, steps in, finish. What a goal it was. Great, great finish. Uh, obviously, I thought it went right in, straight off his boot, but there was a deflection. Mm-hmm. Right? But the confidence from him to take it away, he took it with the inside, his instep, you know what I mean, coming across. And I, I think it was actually Andy Walker who, as you know, isn't my favourite person in the world, but he says on commentaries like that, it's easier for him to hit it with his right, but he lets it come across him on his left. Yeah. And that just shows the technical ability the boy's got. I seen a, a goal that he scored for Shamrock Rovers, and he definitely does have a bit of technical ability. So I don't know if if he would maybe if he could be utilized a wee bit further forward, you know. Uh, but if he's if he's a left back, then you know we're we're struggling for one of them now. As mm-hmm. bad as it is, you know we. I, Greg Taylor's not really done anything wrong if he comes back, obviously, but it's only a fucking matter of time, and let's be honest. So, yeah, if if he's a project signing, then you know I think for for me he's a wee bit too old to be a project signing. So, I'm kind of glad that he's starting to get a bit of looking. Right. He's um. Was that his second game he's played for? Or is it, is it his third? I know he's played two. That was his, that was his league debut. Ah, he's played he's one played, in the cup, didn't he? Aye, and he came off the bench in Europe as well in one game, I think. Right, okay. I think but, I've seen him I've seen him once before, and it was a, the, the cup game, the league cup game. Um, I thought he looked no bad, but I actually thought he, he gave us something a bit different as well in this game. You know, we've said before about Bolly, for example, making this kind of inverted fullback thing work. For him, um, seems to work for for Scales as well. He seemed to kind of suit that coming inside as well. Also, we we know that he plays left back or centre back, so it's maybe a bit about that the kind of confidence. But now, listen, the celebration afterwards as well, and he got interviewed after the game. It meant so much to him scoring that goal, and that will cement him with everybody as well. That will kind of integrate him even more with the the squad and give him that confidence going on. So hopefully, hopefully he can be a wee a wee player for us as well, mate. Coming. I fingers crossed, man. But like I said, you know, if once we get to January and Ange gets some of his own players in, because he's already said he knows what he's missing. Yeah. Now, if he knows what he's missing and he knows the players that can fill that position, I can't wait to see what the finished article with this. This is like because the 
again, I know I've touched on it in football draft before, but against the United yesterday, we had 26 attempts on tar- on on goal yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right? And some team are going to... The fucking crosshairs are all going to line up. And some team are going to get fucking murdered after Celtic one week. I mean, a proper doing. It's right. going to be one of the ones where I've written clicks at once and I've written that we touch goes into it. So, just I just hope it's fucking January the second. Right. So, who's your Celtic rated then? For yesterday, the United, United game. Aye. Um, Rogic, definitely. And can you pick a Dafty in this one? Mikey Johnson. Right, listen, we, we actually never spoke about Mikey Johnson anymore. I thought he played all right, mate, but... Well, Mikey was getting the Ryan Christie treatment from me this year. Aye, mate, he's doing everything. Fucking, aye, you don't like him, do you? <laughs> <laughs> On for McStay. It's a second for Celtic! Right, so, mate, in terms of news this week, um, we've got... A, also, we're approaching this kind of January transfer window as well. You've mentioned there that Andrew's kind of highlighted a few boys that he, he wants to bring in, a few of his own players. Um, Anthony Joseph, that, that kind of tweets quite a lot about Scottish football, I think he works for Sky. Um, he's put a few tweets on uh, Kawasaki Frontale left-back Rio Hatate is due to meet club chiefs this week. He expressed his desire to join Celtic next month. Um, he put a contract in February, but he's hoping to enter Scotland and uh, move to Scotland in January, which will require a fee to be agreed by both clubs. Um, we've also got... I've been told they're looking for two million for him, and Aye. you know Celtic two million when they can get him for free a month later. <laughs> I know, I know it. It's um, it it fills me with fear, but hopefully, hopefully they listen to Ange this time and they go, mate, two million is nothing. Do you know what I mean two million is nothing? If it gets you that guy early and begs him in the squad, we play a time to go because obviously you need to think if he's not going to join us until February. He's then going to have two weeks quarantine when he comes across, probably. Yep. He's, he's going to have all that kind of waiting about. You know, you're looking at March then before this guy plays a game for us, which is, is pointless when you can get him 1st of January. So hopefully we can get something um, with that. But have you heard, have you seen much about this boy at all? Uh, Hitati? Aye. No. No. That's so, if I'm being honest, no, no. So let me just look just now, because there was a, another tweet about um, a couple of them. So... They're also continuing the pursuit of the that I'm going to book for this again, mate. I'm always going to book some D- days in days in Meda and Yusuke Edeguchi. Um, I think that's what it is, mate. If, if that's not what they are, then I didn't mean it. Um, I've seen I've seen Maeda playing, um, and it was a standout actually when I seen him playing. Well, so, well, he's just went top goal scorer in, in the, the J League as well. Who did he take over for? Kyogo, so we could potentially have the Japanese league's top two goal scorers playing for us in January. That is that's a dream. That's a dream. Also, they what I've seen about that boy, obviously YouTube again coming through um for his butt. He scores a lot of heaters, mate. He's a baldy guy, he scores a lot of heaters. So let's let's get a few of them on him. And uh, the other guy's for Gamble Osaka as well. Don't know anything about him. Haven't seen him, but he's a midfielder. So be interesting. Interesting to see what happens with that. But this is the main one, mate. Here's the main one for you. Meanwhile, 
Celtic are expected to trigger Jota's option to buy cause before the end of the season. A fee of 6.5 million was agreed in the summer. So it looks like going by that, mate. He's joining the Celtic in January. How 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 are you feeling about that news? Don't like to talk about it. Mate, you look you're going to greet. I feel what I'm going to greet. <laughs> that's the best news I've had in many a many a month. Long time. Um the Oh, by the way. So we're watching the game the other night, right? Yeah. And I can't remember what happened. Something happened in the corner. And Sammy went like that to me. That guy sells a riot. Who's that? I nearly fucking flung her out. I, I nearly ended my relationship with her and everything. Is she talking about Jota, mate? She was talking about Jota, mate. I believe she called him haircut heat. So... It's hurtful with me, but mate, personally. Mate, that's so offensive. I know. Nah, mate, that's not, you can't put up with that. Once, once her dad's decorated all that house, I'm going to finish well. <laughs> um, right, the other thing I was going to say very quickly, um, that that Anthony Joseph guy put out, he said, um, Celtic targets Rio Hidati and uh, Days and Maida were today the end of the League's best 11 for the season. As well, that was seven hours ago. He's put that on, so they've been picked to them. Well, do you know, I was reading something earlier on, and it was for a Japanese reporter. And the guy said, if Celtic managed to get these two for essentially what's going to be five million for the two of them, these were the words that he used it's daylight robbery. So bring on the robbers. Honestly, man. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the Japanese flag tattooed on my face. See if if we win the league, mate, you need to um, do that. No, I'm not committing to anything ridiculous like that, mate. Might I might do face paint, but right. Okay, fair enough. I've um I've already agreed to a, a bet with somebody that I've done when I was in the pub. If we win the league, I need to get Andrew's face tattooed in my ass. So I've got I tell you my bet with uh, Jason Reed. No. If Celtic win the league, he buys me all my Celtic strips next season. And if Rangers win the league, I'll buy him all his Rangers strips next season. There you go, mate. That's you. A few strips up next season. I fucking hope so. It's <laughs> the price of the bastard, mate. I know, mate. <laughs> you need to buy fucking about 10 of them for Rangers because they're all 40 bits anyway after one wash. Hey! John Hudson lays up the shot! So that's it for Celtic after this week. Like I said at the start, thank you very much for checking out the, the podcast. Uh, Chris, you'll be back on the main show with, was it Gradina and Bobina this week? I... I don't know. I don't know if it's them or if it's you or if it's Dominic Diamond or something like that. Who knows? Dominic Diamond. Who knows? <laughs> Michael Parkinson. Let's get him. Michael Stewart's going to date apparently. He said he'd come on with you. He said he'd only come on if Grado and Stevie were there. All right, okay, fair enough. I'll make that one happen then when they, when they come back. But uh, you're going to go check out the partner, mate. You're going to make a point of good to see them. Do you know what, mate? I've got a lot on my plate tonight. Do you just, really do have a lot on my just, plate tonight? Just, just say no. Just say no. You fucking hate partner. I'd love to go. I would, I would love to go to it. I really would. I'm not paying for it, but. No, fuck that. No, it's the point not. <laughs> Uh, right anyway like I say thank you very much for, for listening if you're listening on Apple please rate and subscribe on there uh, listen to Spotify subscribe to us on that as well leave a comment anywhere you can 
Um, if you want to get any more from us, the video version of this is up on Patreon, as well as Rangers Daft, as well as the video version of the main show as well, every single week. Get signed up there, patreon.com forward slash football daft. But until next week, Crystal. Hail, hail. Audio Frontier. <laughs>